Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booty's in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Uh, you know, not that we could become any less professional than what we are. Oh, I think it's appropriate that we we kind of uh, professionality just tears off as the years go along. We Look, we regress to being fucking down a tin we, can with no noise reduction and, and choppy internet. And yet we're still better than seventy five percent of all the ESPN podcasts. So there you go. That's because we bother. I, I guess huge corporations have. They're good and they're bad, but man, dumping that fucking Bridges press release information story, I don't know what you want to call it. Uh, I would call it Woj looking after his people like he always does. Yeah, but man, grow a fucking backbone and say I'm not posting that. (laughs) Seriously, that was fucked. Thing is, that, I, that, that whole I, thing is just fucked. I don't understand Woj because Woj, you know, as as Americans go, his politics are relatively left. left. Yeah. And yet he's just, you know, he's more than willing to sell all that shit out in order to make sure he's still got his, his contacts and his connections. It's really I, I sort of, pathetic. I sort of wonder whether he has such a flow of information, not that this is an excuse for this one, but with other ones that have been a little bit tone deaf, that, like, he doesn't cons- – you know, Zach Lowe to me feels like he considers everything that he says right. It, very little yeah, comes out of it. But he's not breaking like 47 different pieces of news in a day. So. No. W- w- Woj is literally like, you know, there was that Tom Cruise movie with the the precog that could see the future that was hooked into a, like a million different wires. And that's how I sort of see Woj, you know, 19 fucking mobile phones in front of him at all times and six, six computer monitors and, you know, just disseminating whatever gets sent to him all the time. But, man, this is the one where you go, yeah. Maybe I don't word it like that because fuck that was rancid. The whole thing's rancid. It, man, I, I hope I hope the Hornets don't even get a top ten draft pick. You know, I don't know whether they'll be able to fall out of the top ten, but if the NBA had any balls, they'd just uh, say, "Sorry, guys, you're not." Well, they haven't yet suspended the guy yet, so this is the thing because he. Uh, it's not clear what the suspension actually will be. Um, no, the story and that, and that here, was because because we do have to remember that there are not as many people who listen <laughs> to this podcast who are so fucking inside the minutia of this stupid league mm. as you or I. So we should point out that this is relates to uh, Charlotte Guard, Mc, uh, not McCarthy, sorry, Miles Bridges. Pretty sure it's Miles um, Bridges, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Miles Bridges or Kilometers Bridges, as he is in Europe. Thanks, Zach <laughs> Harford, for that terrible fucking joke. Um, who was? We have to say involved. I don't know how much of this is allegedly allegedly, and how much of it is is actually, you know, convicted. Oh, there's but- there's pi- there's pictures and and there's the stuff out there that's pretty irrefutable, yeah. like horrible domestic uh, violence uh, yeah. situation involving his partner uh, and kids. I think uh, he only allegedly is is for court reasons, not for yes. Did this actually happen? Reasons? But you don't refer to it as how did ESPN refer to it as? Ah. Uh, 
was associated, had an yeah. involvement. It was an extremely passive voice, but it was the way that was worded. It was basically like it was, you know, it was like a weather event that passed by, and he had absolutely no control about it. Mm. Um, and anyway, he's been he's been away from the team for a long time, but he's a restricted free agent, and uh, it looks like Charlotte are going to try and bring him back. Um, I guess they figured that they can get away with this because it's it's um, you know the NFL got away with Deshaun Watson, but. The, the only the only possible glimmer of decency in this is that the NBA might be saying to them, you sign him to a contract, we'll fuck him off, and this way we'll compensate you for that salary cap hole that you are going to have mm. because essentially they're uh, being punished for him being their second best player and not being available, I guess. But- I just don't have that much faith in the NBA at the moment. No, I don't think that's that's going to be the case at all. Um, their, to, to use a very stupid term, their wokeness is uh, qu- quite profit based at the moment, shall we say? Yeah. Bulls podcast. Ooh. Last one of the last one of, of the calendar year. I call this the time of confusion. Uh, the the the, amp- the perineum. This is the point at which <laughs> the year because actually you know it's it's a time where everyone else is knocking off, but it's actually the busiest time of year for the actual league. Yeah, it's, uh, the it's same true in the um in the Heat, Premier League a, because they they suddenly a, start playing fucking two a days from now right through till the other side of New Year's. A heap of not two a days, two ga- a weeks, two a days would be a bit much. A heap of good games today too. Thunder Pelicans, yep. Nuggets Trailblazers, yep. the, the rap. The Raptors suddenly dis- deciding that they're an yeah. actual team again and and well, winning on paper, Suns Grizzlies, but of course the Suns can't be asked. I mean, it's without Devin Booker. That was a little bit. Yeah. That was a little bit like the Nugget. Like the 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 Nuggets. To be fair, who always start like Jokic has just had a nap and and a, a little bit sleepy, came out like they were like, uh, no, no, we would actually like to show that we can beat a good side, and they just smacked them right off the bat. It was Portland, uh, though, so it's not. It's you know a good side. No, is, no, is the the um the the Nuggets Grizzlies game from earlier in the week. Oh is yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about because that was sort of you know top of the West. Uh, I know Bain wasn't there, but neither was Michael Porter. Like it was, it was a a fairly even matchup for for two top teams. Um, while not at full strength, you know. Yeah, Denver and Memphis it, now have the same record. Mm. I think it's basically that head to head that 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 puts Denver ahead. I watched this little YouTube, 10-minute YouTube thing. They have a much better divisional record. Sorry. Uh, I watched this little 10-minute YouTube thing on Jokic today about, you know, his passing and it was really, it was really like, I love the dude, but there was some stuff in there that I hadn't even really noticed watching a game straight up, you know, like stuff where he'll use his arms to fake or use his head to fake and, and he'll see you know, a little shift in a defender. And as soon as that defender shifts, you know, he's he's already whipping the pass back to where the defender shifted away from. So anyway, they go through this 10-minute sort of just beautiful sequence of passes and, you know, Aaron Gordon just dunking easy layups and, and all this stuff. And then the guy goes, and by the way, all of this stuff is just from this season. This is not his career. This is not like a mixtape of his career. This is a mixtape of just this season. And let's do the top 10 passes of one of the games of this season and, and just went through 10 ridiculous passes. Um, it was. There's a lot of really cool stuff on YouTube about breaking down some of the more uh, 
esoteric stuff for the NBA, but I, I guess if you were just a casual viewer of the game, it's it's little things that you don't really pick up on on that. Uh, I, I guess the a more subtle version of what we talked about with ice hockey, you know, where you just you just got no idea what's going on, and you have to watch it on the replay to even sort of get the the first level of it. This was sort of like. You know, uh, half court hoops does a really good job of this as well, of, of breaking down. You know why why teams are running certain stuff and what they're trying to do, and you know how they're trying to run this action to get this person free. And uh, uh, there's a lot more second level stuff than meets the eye in the NBA. I like watching dunks. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I've got no comeback to that. What? What about three pointers? You I like three when pointers the big and man puts the ball in the hoop. <laughs> That's my favourite bit of basketball. Oh, there's plenty of that too. Actually, there is a lot of what? that. And to be fair, there's a lot of it with with Jokic. Sometimes he does it himself. Sometimes he gets his friends to do it for him. It feels like the the narrative around well, we can't make Jokic a three time MVP. It feels like that's starting to get peeled back the better they play. Yeah. Now that they are the number one seed in the West, admittedly, essentially on goal difference. Uh, but they've actually got, if I got this right, I think they've got an easier stretch coming up. Their, their, um, their yeah, schedule turns soft had their hard stretch, yeah. as they roll on. They'll see a lot. I think they've played a lot of their conference games already and their conference is full of teams like Memphis and fucking, and, um, Portland and, and those sorts of teams. Uh, and then they can, they, they can go and feast on the, on the tasty, tasty grass, as they used to say on Destruction in the Box, uh, the A-League podcast. Jokic is going to be out, out in the fields of the Midwest chewing on the cuds of some of these <laughs> slightly more indifferent East teams. The thing is, though, I was thinking about, like, you know, what I wanted to talk about tonight. How many teams would, like, how many teams do we have to get into the league before it would shock you if that team won the NBA? So, like, in the East, you've got Celtics, Bucks, Cavs, Nets, 76ers, you would say, are all legitimate chances to make the finals? Well, they're all, they're all be- over 600 winning percentage. You know, they're all within, you know, they're, they're all sort of uh, more know, than 19 I, I, wins already. I, I know the, I know the Knicks are- It does help that Brooklyn s- and Philadelphia have been on massive win streaks recently that have put them up into that conversation. Yeah. Because previously it kind of felt like Boston and Milwaukee versus the field. Cleveland are, yeah. are still there. And it's just how much do you believe in a young team's ability to do that sort of shit? But now that Brooklyn and Philadelphia are right on their fucking hammer, uh, now now it really does feel like what we thought it was going to be at the start of the year. Yeah. But yeah, when you get down to New York, they've lost they lost their last two after a long win streak, um, eight game win streak, and and you have to wonder, okay, what happens next? I guess we're going to find would- out on um, on Boxing Day, uh, Christmas Day, US time. This podcast will probably drop on Boxing Day or afterwards, so you probably won't hear this before the, the big uh, the, the American Christmas Day schedule of games. So we're going to try not to do too much fucking time-bound uh, preview stuff. This is going to be more a kind of a general directions of, of what to expect over the next sort of week or two. The thing with the Knicks, I think, that, that marks them down is they don't have an Embiid. They don't have a Durant. No. Um like even the Cavs, the Cavs probably don't have that really top level player, but they're they're sort of they've they've got. Well, like well to five. be fair, the Cavs have got it more than fucking New York do. I mean, the, at least you can point to to yeah, Donovan Mitchell and say, look, that guy is an all star. That guy can win games. I think the Cavs have like four legitimate one A guys yeah. or one B guys. I guess like like just off that superstar level, but New York don't um, even have that. 
I mean, Jalen Brunson has been easily their best player. Jalen Brunson, if he, if he stays in New York for five years, he will be an absolute. He'll be a legend of New, of Knicks basketball on the level oh. of, of Patrick Ewing or or John Starks or something, because he's exactly the kind of point guard they love. He's small and nuggety and furious and and just constantly takes contested twos and 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 wins them fucking games. I mean, he he has most most of the fucking credit for that that eight game win sequence that they were on until uh, the last couple of games. And then the West is sort of similar, I guess. The Nuggets, the Grizzlies, the Pels, the Suns. So you don't the want to, you don't want to talk about Atlanta. Going any further nah, down, Atl- Atlanta. I think, I think, the wheels are falling off. Atlanta in a big fucking way. I, I think that's where the East really drops off. Like I, I would be genuinely surprised if the Hawks, the Pacers, the Heat, the Raptors, the Bulls made that. Though this is the thing with the league, right? You get these little mini narratives like, oh, the Bulls are in chaos and and everything's you know falling apart, and DeRozan and Levine hate each other, and then they go on a three game winning streak. It's it's. The, the and it wasn't against shit teams either. I mean, they, they no. won today against New York in New York. They won, you know, they won. Um, this is the thing, though, is that whenever you see these little little mini little mini spurts, and Kevin Pelton is one for pointing this out. Often you look at the uh, the, um, yeah, the opposition three point shooting during that period. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the other teams would just had a really shit shooting night, and this is absolutely a fluke and is not going to be maintained, and, and we'll regress to the mean uh, next week. And often enough, that's that's kind of what happens. But you're right, the. Um, Below the the, um, the the kind of the cut line at six, in the sixth seed, Atlanta are falling apart. No one likes Trey Young. Their, their GM has been have been sent off to live on a farm. Uh, Indiana, it kind of feels like, although they keep winning, it they feel like they're, they're finding their level, and their level is play in at best. Miami are still floundering, and Toronto, although they won their last couple, they've generally been poor. Up I until guess, up until th- quite recently, th- this is this is the part of the 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 league that I call cannot wait for trade period to start because don't you feel like and it started that- a week ago and we haven't fucking heard a thing? Yeah, but like, don't you think the Knicks all the way down to the Bulls and maybe even the Wizards are just like, if we could just get one more guy, you know, we're not that far off. If we got one more guy, we could knock the Celtics off in a in a in a series. There, there's a whole heap of teams that. Win these games, like that's the thing is that the Bulls and the Raptors and the Heat and the Pacers, they're not winning games just against crap teams. You know, they're knocking off a Bucks or a Cavs or a Nets on the regular. Like it's, mm. it's really, really hard to predict whether. And so I, I reckon all those front offices are looking at, you know, can someone, <laughs> but the problem is, I would probably draw those- that line between Chicago and Washington because Washington are. Yeah. Ten and a half games back of of the Celtics, and they have the same record as Orlando. And that's after Orlando beat the Celtics twice this last week. Going well, that's that's the thing. What are Orlando? They're like eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, They're just like walking onto walking onto courts, going, well, "Fuck you!" And you, you know, Wembenyama stakes. We just want to win. Yeah, and, and that's. Like it Paolo feels- Banchero, who doesn't look like you'd kind of. I mean, the thing is that when I when I, I I saw I heard his name before I ever saw him, and I thought, oh, he'll look like Pablo Prigioni. He'll look like uh, Marco Bellinelli. No, he doesn't look no, like those dudes at all. No, no, not at all. Um, uh, He's not from that part on, of Italy. Just just on a, a side note, with the you know the the draft picks coming in, you know, because all the all the hype is on Wemby now, and Scoot's been a little bit forgotten. I saw. Uh, he also hasn't uh, played much at all in um, for the Ignite. I don't think he's played. I don't think he's played much at all since that showcase game against Team Wemby. 
Well, he took a steal today and he came, you know, off the fast break. Because he had an, he, didn't he, he like had a like a not like a non basketball injury, like he face planted into somebody. There was like a oh, collision okay. on court and he fucked up his face. I mean, like it was something kind of really odd. It was not a it was not the sort of basketball injury that would make you think, oh fuck, this guy's development might be a problem. It was kind of busted head. Yeah. So he, he's come down off this fast break and dunked this this uh, had this dunk that was like a six eight six nine guy. Like it was sort of. It wasn't like a straight down the line dunk. It was sort of like a, a step, step up into the player and a dunk. And it's just like a, a dude that's six three shouldn't be able to move like that. He, he, like he will, but like obviously you want that number one pick. You want you want Wemby, but he's not going to be a consolation prize. He, that no. dude's going to be fucking awesome. Um, the so Grizz are pretty happy with Jamarant. Yeah, he's got that vibe to him, right? He's got that. I will just, I will just destroy you with, you know, that first step. Um, yeah, to pivot over to the West because I did interrupt you while you were kind of running, running through that. The West is busy as fuck. I mean, yesterday there were like what six teams with with nineteen wins, mm-hmm. um, and obviously Denver members and, and New Orleans have, have won another game since then. But there's just it is a it is an absolute logjam right through to Golden State, who are only six games back, but, you know, the year feels like it's already passed them by. Yes, yeah, I was going to say six, seven games between one and one and 12. OKC yeah. and Denver. And OKC are, like, you know, probably not going to get one of those top draft picks, but, man, that side just feels like, like, just, you can just feel the potential oozing out of them, right? It's, it's not like, even potential what? now. It's actualization. Yeah, I guess. Like, They're genuinely fucking good. I mean, they beat um, – who'd they beat twice this last week? Fucking – Man, they almost beat the Pels today. And Pels I think they beat just been on fire. twice this week? Anyway. The schedule. I'll this uh, No, they beat the Grizz. Was the, they beat okay. the Grizz. They beat the Trailblazers. Who else have they beaten recently? They beat the Hawks. They had a narrow loss. Today, but yeah, all their all their losses have been, you know, they lost by seven to the Timberwolves. They lost by eight to the Cavs. They lost by seven to the Mavericks. They lost by two to the Timberwolves. They lost by two to the Heat. Like, yeah, they're right in. Just about- they lo- I think that today they lost in overtime. Yeah, like they're right there all the fucking time. Um, uh, I just. They're a side that's just going to be, and the other thing is they've got a million draft picks to come. Yeah, um, they'll so. be they'll be a they'll be a, a playoff team, not a playing team, but a playoff team next year. No question. Oh, j- just add Chet, <laughs> just add Chet, and another and another really good draft pick that yeah. you know can probably come off the bench, and then another draft pick and another draft pick. Look, that's the Trey thing. For they Trey just Young, got- yeah, Trey Go. for Trey Young. <laughs> Hasn't that just died in died in the ass? The um, you know, we've got to get um, Shay off the Thunder. Like that that chatter has just absolutely died. It's like everyone's just yeah. realised the Thunder are not trading that dude. No. They've got him locked up, and why the fuck would they trade him? They're going to be good next year, and they'll need him. He's going to be the le- the king of the kids. He's going to lead that yeah. group. So I- I'm really enjoying the NBA just because of the variability. It's it's like any game you watch seems to be. Competitive, it's it's more uh, stylistically like Atlanta aren't much fun to watch. Um, uh, who else is not particularly fun to watch? 
Oh, Minnesota aren't particularly fun to watch. No, um, and you've described the, two teams where it almost feels like the fact that everyone hates each other. The, the vibes. Or, or, or there's a lot of difficulty getting it to uh, getting getting the parts to coalesce on the court. Kind of the outcome of that is that it's it's really difficult to watch them play basketball. I haven't watched a lot of Philadelphia recently, and no. that's a team that generally doesn't look it doesn't play attractive basketball in any description. But they're playing winning basketball. Yeah, it's something about the, the, the bitchiness of them. Like, you know, uh, Doc just doesn't strike me as a coach I would like to play for. No. You know, and I, and I was, when I was a player, I was that sort of off the bench role player, like just do a particular job and try and get better. But I, I was never in, like, I was never an important player, I guess. But I always wanted to get better. And that's why you went into coaching, in order to get your revenge on star players and crush their spirits, grind them into the dirt. And he strikes me as a sort of coach, and there was definitely those ones around, that would look after the top four or five players and just shit on the rest of the cattle. Um, it just doesn't strike me as a fun coach to play for. And Embiid doesn't strike me as a fun teammate to have. And no. Harden definitely does And James Harden would only be fun off the It just doesn't seem like a, like a cool side to be around. Yeah. Um, and yet today they, they beat the Clippers, who are also yes. a team of people who you really wouldn't want to hang out with. The problem is the Clippers are three teams, and I think that's the problem they've got at the moment. They they have three offenses. They have the full fucking operational Death Star, the Kawhi, Paul George, and everybody team who never play together, played together today. They have the Paul George and the Pips offense, and then they have the all the rest of the dudes trying to make it work when neither of the two other guys are out there. And... It's almost like Kawhi's taken the wrong message from the Toronto experience. He thinks that he doesn't, you know, it's, it's going to be fine if he only plays a certain number of games because everyone else can can muddle through. But that Toronto team was much better coalesced, you know, without him that he could actually just turn up and plug and play. You're certainly not going to say that about uh, any format of the LA Clippers. Well, and that sort of feels like uh, they – like they could make a real consolidation trade, but they can't because they can't fuck with their depth because you don't know whether Kawhi and Paul George are going to rock up to any given game. Because they absolutely so, need so like, their depth all the time. Yeah, we, we sort of need to have this secondary starting lineup just in case these guys don't rock up for a particular yeah. game. We need an entire uh, shadow team that can cover for the two best players in the team aren't actually present. That just does not feel sustainable this year or, or long term. Um, are they playing if, Christmas Day? I no, they've got to go. And it was uh, Howard Beck had a little bit of a rant about. Uh, did Durant? I think Durant might have had a bit of a whinge that they went on Christmas Day. No, he and, didn't have a whinge. Oh, he didn't have a whinge. You know, there's someone brought up the fact that you know they weren't they weren't playing Christmas Day, and he said, "Yeah, that's my fault. That's on me." And he was he almost like owned it. He was like, yeah, it's because yeah, because because <laughs> they like, didn't know whether you were going to be here, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> and I think he, he's very. Um, I, I, I don't think he ever he had a whinge about it. I think he, he was you know refreshingly you know taking ownership of the fact that oh yeah yeah you, you can't schedule around a team that uh, I have no idea whether I'm here or not. Um, would have been a good the, game the, though if 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 the Nets were in. Oh that. yeah, like. Let's hope. Let's hope we get a first. Uh, uh, that's the first round matchup I would really like to see. Knicks uh, Knicks Nets would be would be super super cool. It would um, be really interesting. Um, I feel like if if the Knicks are 
at all good in any way. You kind of have to put them on Christmas Day just to get that that MSG crowd game. It's it's sort of mm. if you can if you can get away with doing it, if they're in any way competent, you kind of have to. What are the what are the Christmas Day day? Uh, the Christmas what? Christmas game days, game days, games. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, it's. Uh, I know the opening game is Sixers uh, at New York. Oh, the Knicks are playing. But uh, is it at MSG or is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's the first first game of the day. It's the game that neither of us will see because it'll be like fucking 2 in the morning or something. Yeah, 3 a.m. Knicks 76ers, Mavericks, <laughs> Mavericks Lakers. That's a terrible game. Um, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is but, that this is a bad year for this because um, it happens to be uh, Christmas Day falls on a weekend on a, on a Sunday, so the NFL can just say, "Oh well, well we always play our games on a Sunday, so we're going to have a full yeah. lineup of games right up against you." Um, S- Celtics, Boxes, and Knicks Seventy Sixers are probably the two best two, yeah, two East games. Yeah, Nuggets, Suns. If Booker's back, that'll be a good game. Yeah, um, the, Sun- the Suns are going to have to take a big step up to be to be good in that. Um, Luckily, the NFL should get kind of sucks too. I think that's. Shall, shall, shall we talk about? Shall we talk about the fact that the Suns got sold? Like, I think the best to thing a, I've heard to, about to another finance refinancing dude. Yeah, it's it's not great, but as Rob Mahoney said, look, there is something to be said for not being Robert Sava, and I think that's where you have to start. Yeah. Uh, short of short of selling these sporting teams to. Like, is it Green Bay in the NFL that's, like, community-owned? Yeah, and and there's, that, that's against the rules. You can't do that. They've been grandfathered in, but that's that's yeah, actually but, illegal but, to have a fan. Like, the German model of football ownership is illegal in in the United States because But, but short of that, if, if you've got $4 billion lying around, then aren't you – you had to have done some pretty bad shit. Like well, I think they. And, and they not, I think there was there not, was the not, parents. They they started this fucking mortgage company, and uh, and, and, oh, and, he, and he and his brother kind of expanded the operations. Yeah. So, um, but there's no there's but, no fucking ethical way of making a billion dollars. No. 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 That you you have to have done, and like it might be completely legitimate within American capitalism. Yeah. You have to have gotten that rich, but the fact is that you have stomped on a lot of poor people to get there. You have <laughs> crushed. The- you have crushed souls. <laughs> yeah. People are um, dead because of the money you've made, whether directly or indirectly. The, the way the way he runs his company is a little bit more uh, hopeful, and I really want to see what he want when he does when he actually takes ownership. Like if he clears all those, you know, people that were named in the second ESPN report, uh, that would be a really good start. Yeah, uh, one of the Maybe. problems I think is that there isn't a lot of dirt kicking around about this guy. But the one thing they've got is that is bad workplace practices, is you know bullying and other kinds of shit of that nature. So, yeah, how much of that you can pin on him, and how much of that is on management underneath him? Don't know. But yeah, but that's that's the problem with the Mavs, right? Is that that Cuban just sort of was like. Hand wavy. Oh well, I don't. I don't have much to do with the business side. It's like, dude, you fucking walk around there all the time. Like, I even know at my workplace, you pick shit up just by walking around. You know who's who's a good participant in the workplace and who's bad. Like, unless you are completely removed and you you know you never come into the office. If you're someone like Cuban, you absolutely know that you've got some bad fucking apples. And it's like, well, yes and no, because you're. I mean, walking around at Cuban's level, you're going to have different conversations to walking around at a lower level of management's level. If that makes yeah. sense, because yeah. everyone is going to be on their bestest fucking behaviour. 
when the big, big, big boss is around. That's right. Look, it's not Sava. I'm going to start there. Oh, sure, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not like, going to piss on your fucking apples. And and it's piss not- Piss on your chips, piss on something. I'm not going to piss on anything of yours. Like at, at this stage, I'll, you know, you'll hope that it's not the Portland situation or uh, the Mavs or New York. Like, can we be better than those badly run? Even the Rockets, can we be better than those franchises? That would be a positive outcome. Could- Rockets have quietly just got on with shit. We haven't heard a lot about a fucking shut up and business guy. Yeah. I, th- I think he's kind of figured out, maybe I just need to concentrate on rebuilding my- <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Maybe, know, he, maybe he's too, too busy- Hospitality empire, thanks d- to COVID. D- doing his uh, doing his actual job than playing with the Rockets. Yeah. Um, also, since his, his boy is no longer president, he seems to have, you know, ducked his head below the parapet a bit more. I would be happy if we, you know, got a scouting staff and started valuing draft picks again. That would be nice. <laughs> seems ambitious. Look, you, you build a contender without any of those things, so you know. Yeah, I know, but I like you look at the, the the Grizzlies, right? Who lose Desmond Bain and just pull some, you know, Spurs shit where the thirtieth draft pick just steps up and starts playing reasonable minutes. Like that would be really handy right about now. Instead, we've got Jay Crowther sitting at home twiddling his thumbs, and they haven't even traded him yet. It's because no one wants him. It's like twenty seventeen's Jake Crowder. He's like a less talented Chris Paul, where he's you know awesome for the first year, less awesome for the second year, and you have to trade him pretty quickly after that. People are still giving PJ Tucker money to turn up and and be performatively grumpy. Yeah, I think that's different though, because I think he's got a little bit of the Udonis vibe to him. Mm. Where, he but keeps- Jake Crowder could absolutely have that. He just doesn't. He just doesn't carry himself in the same kind of way. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, his problem. I, I sort of feel. I, I feel like we're a second tier team this year. I don't. I don't feel like we're we're a, a true contender. It feels like, it, it, and it's not insurmountable. I, I think. Um, I think you, you know if if they get Johnson back and they trade Crowder for a decent piece, and th- things might come round. But uh, at the moment, the vibes ain't good, as they say. No, the vibes are less than immaculate. Mm. But you're not that far off. No, that's the it, thing. It, I think it's really going to come down to whose best player is still present and accounted for in April, May, June. Yeah, and because none of this works if if Jokic is is impinged by some fucking shoulder issue, or one of Memphis's uh, various key players is still injured, or Zion's got a sore foot, or Devin Booker is still out. None of this matters. And this is this has been. We feel like we can put a line to the Lakers because uh, AD is out essentially indefinitely with, yeah. a, with a busted foot. Um, yeah. But they're still only seven and a half games back. They're closer to the top of the West than um, <laughs> Miami are to the top of the East. And they have and they have those two draft picks which everyone is lusting after. Like you, you can be sure the Plinker is getting a phone call or a text message every single day going, well, what about these guys? You want? How about Bradley Beal? For Russell Westbrook in the first two picks, like, see, I don't think they should trade Russell Westbrook because he might be the only positive thing they have at the moment. <laughs> That's fucking suck. That's insane. The one, the one, one last thing on the on the West. I, mean, I don't know if you if you want to talk about the World Cup at all, but the what? Jokic has absolutely entered that Giannis zone where I just want him to win a championship. So all the fucking idiots that are like, oh, well, he hasn't fucking done anything in the playoffs can shut the fuck up. It's like- It's not exactly Lionel Messi to territory, though. 
No, he's had, if anything, he's been better in the playoffs and dragged terrible teams like that they were in a Western Conference Finals, like the Clippers. The Clippers would absolutely kill for a Western Conference Finals every third year or whatever. Um, ah, it's, it's very frustrating. I know he's big and doughy and white, and so he, you know, lacks respect uh, amongst a certain NBA class, but the dude's fucking amazing. I just, I don't understand why he sort of, Cops the stray bullets that he does, but anyway. You just explained why. Because <laughs> he's big. I was showing Vanessa. Because he's big and white and foreign. <laughs> I was showing Vanessa. NBA but- fans, American NBA fans don't want that. They've never wanted that. <laughs> showing Vanessa the, the clip this morning, she's like, he just, he just looks like he's just cruising around, having a great time. Like it's a rec league. <laughs> That's the. I'll vibe. go back to what I what we said years ago. He looks like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, yeah. ripping his way through New York. This yeah. is sort of slow motion terror. Yeah. All right, Doc. Is there any other sporting takes you want to? It definitely isn't. There certainly wasn't a World Cup. He did. He didn't want. He didn't want to oh, talk. It, it, he- World Cup was a was a really good game in a awful tournament in a. Just a country that doesn't deserve to have anything positive to happen to it ever again. Yeah, it's it's. And, and now we move on. <laughs> the EPL is back next uh, on on Boxing Day, and we can start back with proper football. And the funny thing is that everyone was sort of saying, "Oh, you know, international football is so fantastic. It's not like you know, you know, trying to, these casual football fans are going to come along and and you know they're going to get told that you know every game is like this. And that's simply not true. The fucking the Carabao Cup round of sixteen game between Manchester City and, and Liverpool. Uh, with with you know half frontliners and half reserves was played you know the other day and was an absolute ball terror. It ended up three two with ridiculous goals and no defence being played. And it was like when your final is only about as good as a Carabao Cup round of sixteen game, you understand what club has pretty much overtaken country Look, in terms of football. When the World Cup replaces their fucking trophy with a core, something that out doesn't a, look like a penis, a core out of a fucking highway somewhere. <laughs> then I'll take them seriously. Shouts to Central Coast on winning back the uh, the draw core. Draw core. Another derby in, in midweek for some reason. I didn't quite work that out. The, the, um, dr- the draw core is absolutely the fucking best derby that there is. And I, like, yeah, I, and so I, I thought that I thought that was like a variety of activist hip hop from like yeah, South that's London. Right. Pretty but sure drill calls unlistenable shit. I, I I absolutely want to start a rivalry in touch football between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Like have some sort of competition where I can go and just drill into the Pacific Motorway. No, no, just and- nick those fucking weird wind chimey things. Oh near yeah, Adela. which are just yeah, they're just outside my place. That only apparently that thing only makes sense if you see it from the side. No, no, that no, no. Like who's seeing it from the fucking side? You're driving down the highway. No, I've, I've t- I can tell you right now, they make fuck all sense looking out from the side. In. And the best thing is that they were thinking about taking them down, but it's going to cost like a half a million dollars to take them down because you got to shut the highway down and do a whole heap of shit. So they just have to leave them there. This is the one of the if worst I- ideas is in the history of public fucking art. I don't even know whether you could call it art. I don't know about that. We, we know a man who was involved in, in putting an enormous silver penis on a roundabout once. <laughs> it's possible that he might need to, he might need to be um, uh, consulted on this one. Uh, you know who right. you are. All right, Doc. Doc uh, drill call. I've got drill call in my brain now. Yeah. Let's come back and talk the last albums of the year. We should do that, folks. You have yourself. You, I hope you had a, a merry Christmas, and we'll be back in the new year with with more terrible fucking sports takes, mostly about basketball. I was Doc. He was Bezo. We'll catch you in twenty three. See ya. 
Welcome to Brixton, I'm in the party with Barbies and drillers. drillers. The kickback mad on the spinner, I see enough man just run for my niggas. niggas. Had a talk about dingers, they ain't got dingers, they ain't beat cool, not a dinger. Oh, my little nigga riding loose with a chinger, man, you get done with your nigga. Welcome to Brixton, I'm in the party with Barbies and drillers. drillers. The kickback mad on the spinner, I see enough man just run for my niggas. niggas. Had a talk about dingers, they ain't got dingers, they ain't beat cool, not a dinger. Oh,